Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, May the 13th in 2021 on When I Rise. This is year B in the Revised Comma Lectionary and we're in the season of Easter, but this is a one day unique holiday for the life of the church. This is the Ascension of the Lord Day. It is 10 days before the day of Pentecost. If you can remember from the book of Acts, Jesus is raised. He remains with his disciples for 40 days. He's taken into the presence of his father before his disciples. And then for 10 days, they're waiting in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit is given to them. So that is what today is. It's 10 days before the season, or sorry, the Sunday of Pentecost, which is the following Sunday here. So what I'm going to do, since this is a Thursday, we like to look at a New Testament text for the week. So I'm going to go to the New Testament text for today in the Ascension of the Lord Day. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. So let me read that passage about a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there this morning. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love, for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in all my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened in order that you might know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the, his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion in every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is the word of God for us. The world of the Bible is different than our world today, and there's many different reasons why. But one of the major differences in the operating softwares of our world and their world is that the majority of the world of the Bible, both Old and New Testaments, you know, the very audiences that these books are written to, uh, they lived in an honor and shame culture where it was important for you to conform to the general mean of what is expected for a human being within a given society. Nobody really expected that their wealth was going to change. Uh, in the average community, there was like one sum of wealth that was passed around more or less through services and bartering and the meager purchasing and selling of things. Like, so it really didn't grow, but it was just passed around. So what did, what, what was the, uh, the, the equity that could grow? Well, it was your social equity. And so you wanted to conform uh, to that which pleased your parents and your grandparents and your heritage. And that would please, that kind of set you apart as like this faithful one uh, among the rest of your contemporaries. So like there was more of an honor and shame there. And so what people were looking for is the patron. Who is the patron that will provide for our needs that we should give allegiance to where we pledge loyalty to them and they give provision to us? That is just a really small, grossly oversimplified thumbnail of the outlook for many people. And it wasn't like they could attend school and increase 
uh, to grow in knowledge over their lifetime. Somebody said it this way once, and I'll never forget when I heard this, that the average person in the biblical communities, they had exposure to the amount of information in one Sunday edition of the New York Times for their whole lives. You look at our life now, and we're exposed to so much information. Information compounds and our familiarity with it and our comfort level with it. It's just so much more than them in their past. And so the average person is just simply asking this question, who should I look to? And so Paul opens up his letter to the Ephesian church with one of his run-on sentences here. And this is one of his first apostolic pastoral prayers, the prayer that he prays over this church. And he's praying in relationship to the great need that they all have. And that great need was to find the person that they should look to. And so in so many superlatives, he says, Jesus is the one that you should look to. Uh, He is the one who's connected to the glorious Father. He will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you might know him better. Um, He says the same power that raised Christ from the dead is at work with inside you. And that far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every thing, every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything. So Jesus has, and this is one of our you know big theological words, supremacy over all things. So there is God created the cosmos to have like a control room, and somebody is in you know can charge charge of the controls. So we go back to Genesis chapter 1 when God created the human being and he created us in his image. He wanted us to like share it with them. But when Adam and Eve sinned, it set off this pattern to where we were not worthy enough to have the controls because we just mess up stuff all around us, right? And so what Paul says here is something deeply Jewish and then deeply Greco-Roman at the same time. Jesus is the patron. He is the one who's at the center of all things. So why is that important for us today? Even though we're educated, even though we are capable, even though we have bank accounts and credit scores, and we probably go to you know places in our schools, places in our workplaces, where when we say stuff, things happen, right? We've got friends who will pay attention to us and who will take our opinion into consideration. Or perhaps we're in a workplace where when we send an email, we give an order that people drop everything and they do that thing, right? We have... Uh, human agency in this world. We have control. We have our own little lowercase s supremacy, right? And so uh, one of the great uh, endeavors of the spiritual life is how how will you best and most wisely use the agency that you have? And so Paul says, um, you don't have to look any further. Uh, Jesus is the one who's in the center of it all. And, and that same power that raised him from the dead the same power can be at work within you so that when you turn around and begin to use your own agency in the world around you, it'll look a lot like the way Jesus runs the world. And so this is a big, bold prayer that he puts at the very beginning of his letter to the church in Ephesus. He says, Christ is raised. He's at the Father's right hand. This is the ascension of the Lord day, after all. He says, and if you line up your life behind him, you'll experience the bliss of finding one to follow who has your best interests in mind with love and benevolence and grace and truth but also you'll find the power to order your own life as well this is important because some of us are saying like my life is chaotic there are some parts of my life that are out of sort that are not in order how 
can I finally get on top of this thing or, th- or that part of my life or this vice and struggle that always seems to trip me up? And Paul's answer is, trust the one whom is head over all things. And that authority begins to trickle down into the church and we begin to lead our lives and others around us with the grace that God provides. So there's a lot to pray for here this morning, but at the heart of it is, what do we do with our decision-making power today? And the answer that bounces back from the biblical text is give it over to Jesus and he'll show you a better way to lead all things in your life. That's a big thing to pray for. So let's spend some time praying along that theme this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, on this ascension of the Lord Day, we are reminded of Jesus who was taken to your presence and to the right hand of the Father. We thank you that we can declare with grace and mercy that we are not God and you are. And we thank you for that. We thank you that we don't have supremacy over all things, but you do. And so, God, we confess to you this day. And we need to cling to you once more because you're the one who bestows forgiveness and hope and love. And so, God, this day we commit ourselves to you. We pledge allegiance to to Jesus once more. And we thank you that you accept us as we are and you seek to transform us. So we thank you for that work that's in our lives today. God, we also confess that we've got these little kingdoms around us, things in which we're in the middle and we get to say things and things change. Uh, We get to make decisions, small ones, big ones, throughout every single day that um, can sometimes overwhelm us because we know that in some cases we have what it takes and in other cases we don't. And so God, in the midst of all that dread and in the midst of all that responsibility, we thank you that we can call upon the one who is head over all things. So we ask God that you would fill our lives with your life you would give us your wisdom, that you give us your truth, that you give us your grace, you give us your love, so that as we make decisions and, and move the chess pieces of life around us today, that we don't go in our own strength, but we can rely upon you. God, each of us have uh, something that casts a long shadow over us, something that we haven't been good at ever in our life, and we're going to have to face up to that today and like do something in the middle of all that topic today. So God, whatever it is for us, uh, I pray that you would go before us and you'd meet us there and that we might have confidence in you as we walk that out today. God, we love you. Allow your grace to wash over us once more. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.